welcome to our first episode of Courageous Wellness. I'm Allie. And I'm Erica. And each week we will be releasing episodes interviewing real people about their individual journeys in health and wellness. Allie and I both have um, different health and wellness journeys. Um, but Allie, do you want to start by sharing yours? Sure. Um, so I've always been interested in taking care of myself um, as a performer. Sometimes you just, you have to, it's a, it's a part of your lifestyle. But um, my real sort of change in my own journey was when I was um, diagnosed with a rare form of cancer a few years ago. I was 29 at the time. And um, it was a it was a tumor that started in my skin on my back, and then uh, we couldn't quite figure out what it was. Like doctors didn't know, and they weren't just it just looked like a bruise that wasn't going away. But I just sort of kept with it because it felt a little strange, just like from an intuition point of view. Um, and eventually, I was sent to a dermatologist. They did some tests and. Lo and behold, it was this um, type of tumor that starts in the skin but then grows down and is not aggressive to start with but um, can transform and become quite aggressive. And so I was really fortunate when we caught it, um, but I had to go through three surgeries. And interestingly enough, like I had really been into diet before that just from a nutrition standpoint. I would read a lot, um, watch a lot of documentaries, and I had been vegetarian for a few years. I had been off dairy for many years for skin issues, which totally changed my life, and that's for another day. But I noticed that my cravings really changed after my surgeries. I was really craving certain types of meat. I think there was some sort of deficiency that I was having. So I knew that the type of diet I was eating wasn't quite right for me. Um, and I, I still wanted to continue to explore that and like having come from what I thought like I was a super healthy person, I would exercise and eat well and um, and it didn't stop me from getting this. Mm. So I think it was just sort of a wake up that um, I continued to I needed to continue to, um, listen to my body and try to get even more in touch with it and so that sort of has you know spawned this journey of what does that mean for me yeah and um yeah I think that's so interesting I remember yeah you were only 29 when you got diagnosed and it was so surprising because you are so healthy and beautiful and you know everything that wellness looks like on the outside but then to still that must have kind of thrown you in a loop, right? Like you said, like yeah, changing the like, way. I was just like, me? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it did. It kind of, it, it did really sort of shake me in that way. Um, I'm really grateful for the experience now. But, you know, it's interesting because, like, we talk about our own wellness journeys and how, um, and what we want to explore in this podcast and how, it's not just about fitness and mm -hmm. diet. Yeah. It's about so much more than that. And and more of this sort of a holistic approach to those elements. And, you know, you can 
you can do one of the things, but if you're ignoring other parts of your life, absolutely, is that wellness? What what does wellness really look like? What does it mean? What what are we trying to achieve in our own lives? And yeah, so it sort of it opened my mind to a more sort of well-rounded approach, not just from like a diet perspective, but from a you know, what it taught me, my emotional journey in that, um, that we're not, you know, we're not invincible. You know, when you're young, you're a teenager, you're in your 20s, even into your 30s, you just like, oh, I'm, I'm so invincible. And to realize pretty early on that our bodies um, have a job and we need to take care of them in order for them to take care of us is a really sort of, eye-opening experience um and I thought I was taking care of my body and you know it's not nobody like wishes this upon themselves by any means but we don't even know some of the things that cause this kind of stuff absolutely um but it just creates created more awareness about it in my life Hmm. um so so what about you how did you you get here um yeah so Ali and I have such different journeys into being interested in this kind of wellness world but you know for me my health and wellness journey really began because I've always had a really um difficult relationship with food um you know I grew up in a family where food was so loaded with so much more than just like eat to live eat to fuel um even eat to enjoy food was so infused with emotion and so growing up um you know, there was also between the ages of, I would say about 10 to 13 or 14, my parents went through a really um, trying time where we didn't have any money. So we also were eating a lot of fast food and a lot of frozen dinners and cheap, easy meals, which are usually higher in the bad fats, higher in um everything bad (laughs) everything bad so you know my whole life I was always like I'd say a little I'd always carry around a little bit of extra weight and I would always eat emotionally be it if I was having a bad day um my mom would be there with food if I was having a good day we'd go celebrate with food so I really grew up not having the healthiest relationship with you know, my diet and virtually no exercise. You know, I grew up um, in Los Angeles, but, um, and I played sports in school, but it wasn't anything like going to the gym or I wasn't an athlete by any means. Mm -hmm. So again, I always carried extra weight and I'd say it hit, uh, it hit its height when I was about 21 or 22 years old. And I just started feeling so uncomfortable in my skin. I was the heaviest I had ever been. I started working on a TV show, and there was that craft service table. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Allie is an actress, so she uh, is also familiar with craft (laughs) service. But as an emotional eater, you know, when you're on a set and it's 10 p.m. at night and you've gotten there at 4 in the morning or... It was long days, long hours, and an endless supply of snack food. Mm -hmm. So I had hit the highest weight. I had ever been and I wasn't comfortable in my body or in my skin and for me I had always tried to work out or tried to diet and it was never successful (laughs) I would like 
join a gym or do something for a couple weeks. And um, I'd go really hard. I'd exercise every day. I'd count my calories. I'd be so strict. And um, then I would like fall, you know, so even if I lost five pounds, I'd gain like 10 back. So it was just a really vicious cycle. And, you know, I think that breaking point for me was really, I was putting so much emphasis on the weight and the scale and the number and how I looked and how if only I could lose the weight, my life would change, right? I'd be in a great relationship. I, I just, everything in my life would be better if I wasn't at that weight. And I know that's why I was unsuccessful for so long because um, it was all about the way these feelings I had inside were manifesting. And it was manifesting and carrying extra weight and emotional eating. So um, my journey, I lost <laughs> for 40, 45 pounds. I lost about 45 pounds. On a good day, it's 50 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> But um, average, I've lost, you know, 45 pounds. And that journey really began when I stopped focusing on how, on the weight. It's so interesting because um, in 2013, I I stopped. It was a really interesting, it's it's a really long experience and a long journey. And it really has to do with, you know, after I was just so unhappy and I practiced Buddhism and uh, this woman, you know, through my Buddhist practice gave me this, you know, great piece of guidance that was like, you need to treasure yourself and you need to love yourself exactly as you are. And so I really started um, chanting. I chant from that place. You know, I love myself. I treasure myself. I value myself. And honestly, after that, after I really started feeling that way about myself, no joke, the 40, 45 pounds just came off of me. And yes, I started soul cycle in October of 2013. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I started spinning, but I wasn't, um, I was spinning like two, maybe three days a week at most. And I wasn't actively focusing on what I was eating. Um, I was just focusing on loving and caring about like the body I was in and naturally the weight fell off of me and um it only took about a year and uh, it it took a few months that I started noticing I was losing weight and again even doing soul cycle it wasn't to lose weight I just loved it I like went into that (laughs) class and I felt strong and powerful and fierce and it was in the dark so I would go in the dark in the back row and I would like sweat and sing and I just felt so I just felt so good. And then naturally, you know, what I was eating changed, I suppose. But again, it wasn't this conscious decision of I'm eating a certain way. I just, um, I think since food has always been so emotional, as I started loving and respecting myself, I, I stopped searching for food to fill that like broken piece of me that I was trying to fill because I filled it, um, myself and in that same way not only was I able to change the relationship with my body but um you know I did meet this amazing man who you know loved me as I was who's now my husband and you know everything really changed from that place of just loving myself so like the wellness kind of came along with it exactly and 
it's so interesting because people would ask me, how did you do it? How did you lose the weight? And of course I could say, yeah, I started spinning, but there wasn't a formula because it really happened when it stopped being about Mm -hmm. losing the weight. And now that I've lost and kept off, you know, 45 pounds for gosh, like five years. Yeah. insane um now there's a whole different side of my wellness journey which is learning I've I've wanted to lose like 10 pounds for I feel like two years but um it's been so hard whereas the first 40 45 came right off these 10 that I'm focusing on again the weight they won't budge no matter how much I diet how much I exercise maybe I'll lose five and gain five back it's just this weight that won't budge but um yeah, it's so interesting because I definitely now deal with a little bit of body dysmorphia, a little bit of learning how to self-love on a different a different level now that the weight is gone. Because I think I also, I mean, again, stories for different times, yeah. stories to learn from other people, but the emotional eating hasn't gone away 100%. So I'm learning how to navigate this world of continuing to care for my body, continuing to love myself. And I think that's how Allie and I started talking really about all of this stuff is we both discovered um Ali was living in Tokyo and I was still in LA last year and we found this book called Body Love by Kelly Our Levesque. favorite book. Our favorite <laughs> book that you know changed our lives and changed our is the reason we, we connected yeah, on and health and wellness. We started talking about this stuff. Yeah but I love her system too because that has started to change my relationship with food now, mm-hmm. which has always been so complicated because, like you always say, it's not about what you can't have. It's just what you have to fill your what plate with. What I need with. to have. Mm-hmm. What do I need for myself is, yeah. the way I ne- is the way I need to think about it to maintain a fairly healthy relationship with food. It's like, what do I need, not what am I not allowed to have? Because the second I start to think that way restriction, forget it. Like it doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. Maybe it works for some people and we're going to explore all different types of people on this podcast. We have amazing interviews coming up, which so, um, but you know, I know that doesn't work for me and I've seen people in my family, people I'm very close with just struggle and, and, um, and diet and restrict and, I know, like, I love food. I know I love to eat. Like, I love, it's a great pleasure in life. I love to cook. I love that. And I'm not willing to give that up from being a joy, a joyful part of my life. Maybe it's mm. the Italian in me or something. But you but like, have to. I want there to be, like, joy around eating and not just from a, like, a rewards or or that type of I just from an experiential point of view Absolutely. and that's something that's really important to me because I just see the suffering that so many people in my own family have gone through um with food addiction yeah. and um and so yeah so but so let's pause if anybody doesn't know about this book body love who's listening to this i highly recommend reading it it's a really accessible book um written by nutritionist kelly levesque who's based in los angeles and it's really um it's for anyone it's it's science-based and it really has to do with blood sugar and and how to how like how to understand what 
um, blood sugar does in your body mm. and how food processes it or like yeah. basically turns into sugar in any capacity and trying to avoid like surges and spikes into deep valley crashes and you know getting those like hangry pains <laughs> that we all like have been there um I had friends tell me recently like you are the hangriest person I've ever known growing up so this is why I love this book so much because I I don't get I don't get super low blood sugar anymore because mm. I don't spike it really high. Too. Yeah. I don't get the drops in the same way that I used to. So it's really changed the way I look at putting meals together. Um, it's just like what it does, and in part of her explanation of her book, is it gives you food freedom, mm-hmm. which is just so important to me. Like it's just not something... You don't have to think about it. I don't it. have to think about mm-hmm. it. But I do think about it. I'm conscious in a way without obsessing, obsessing. Mm-hmm. and um so that's how eric and i bonded well, we we literally have purchased this book for so many so people, many people. Our lives. <laughs> i was ordering many copies from japan and just like sending them around to friends and family yeah so when ali came home just a couple months ago we started talking about kelly's book non-stop and kind of where we're at in our journey and actually reading kelly's book opened my eyes to this whole world of our bodies are supposed to work for us, yes. not against us. And when I focus so much on the weight or how I look or eating to essentially deplete my body of nutrients without even realizing it, low calorie, low fat, yep. 100 calorie packs, whatever, that yes, ultimately losing weight is calories in and calories out. So if you do that, you might lose weight, especially when you're focused on those last 10 pounds, but it's not sustainable as a lifestyle. And we're actually really harming our bodies yeah. because we're not supposed to live off of these fake foods, right. essentially. So after I read Kelly's book that really talks about fat, fiber, proteins, and greens. Yeah, that's you know, her Fab 4. Her Fab 4, and it's this higher fat, lower carb life I started, um, you know, reading about the microbiome diet and our gut health, which I'm so fascinated about and how our gut is supposed to work for us again, not against us. And, um, I watched the magic pill, which is a great documentary, um, on Netflix. Oh my gosh, you have to watch it. I've told you about it a lot, (laughs) but it is, again, it's how people are really healing themselves again, living through through real foods that we're supposed to, um, really be nourishing ourselves with and still being able to enjoy that glass of wine, that plate of pasta, those delicious carbohydrates when we have them. But it's about, it's about really eating so that our bodies can function the way they're supposed to. And so I'm so, I've never felt, (laughs) Allie and I nerd out a lot about this stuff because I've just never felt more passionate about little bugs that live inside of my gut and how all of this really works, how when you nourish your body, it works for you instead of against you. And guys, we are not medical professionals Mm-mm. in any way we're like normal people with different careers and and that's sort of what our goal is with this and like you'll see as you listen to further episodes what inspired us is that like it's not just us but everybody has um an 
interesting sort of inspirational and relatable experience with whether it be weight or whether it be medical stuff or whether it be emotional and mental health or whether it be, you know, any number of things that we all as human beings go through it. And what Erica and I wanted to do was destigmatize some of the talking about it um, so that people can feel more comfortable, can feel courageous enough to talk about it and know that it's, you know, it's not um, a unique experience to struggle with different things. Um, There's nothing to be ashamed of. We all have bodies and we all need to, you know, live in them and try to make the best of what what we have to work with but um and how it is all connected you know like as we're learning so much more about nutrition I've suffered with immunity stuff Mm. over the years like I have terrible allergies and but I'm like oh but I eat so healthy but it's like okay then now I'm like into reading more about how the microbiome Mm. affects your immune system and it's pretty massive and all this sort of cutting edge research and, and um, just different types of like functional medicine that's kind of at the forefront of this. And so we're really interested in this. Absolutely. And we wanted to share this interest with um, whoever else is interested as well. And even the, the, the amazing people that we have already interviewed and planned to interview are of such incredible stories yeah. and such unique and diverse experience. And I think wellness looks different for everyone and there's no right way to be healthy. There's no wrong way to be well. Um, it doesn't have to look a certain way. It's not green juices and hiking on Runyon Canyon. <laughs> or it could be. Yeah. And I think that's what's great about it is it's it's what's working for you. And I think through learning, you know, about Kelly Levesque, through learning about the magic pill, through reading the microbiome diet. I'm currently reading Genius Foods, I, which I, I was obsessed Yeah, with. I want to read Genius That's Foods next. Yeah. You know, um, Robin Euclid talks so much about gut health. I just feel my knowledge is expanding, and so hopefully this podcast will be able to bring more knowledge out there for people who are also interested in learning about it. Yeah, so. yeah and... Um, it's going to be really exciting. We're going to cover so many topics. Um, you know, up next, just to name a few, we have, we like tackle sobriety. We tackle loss. We Miscarriages, ta- being um, a mom. Yeah. Um, we have a guest who lost 100 pounds in eight months. Who's also a bodybuilder. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we have a lot of really interesting um, folks coming up and we hope you'll stick around with us and give this podcast a chance and listen and join us on this adventure yeah and let us know like contact us and let us know what your uh courageous wellness journey has been we're super interested to hear all different types of stories and you can um find us on instagram at courageous wellness and you can subscribe right here um, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, wherever iTunes are heard. You can subscribe and rate and uh, leave us a nice review. Yeah, please <laughs> and tell your friends who may be interested in this. Yeah, time. so we're so excited to be on this journey together. Until next time, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica. And we're Courageous Wellness. <laughs>